I would believe you. Would you not believe uh, me? No, I would I believe would, you, I, but I'm just saying that's because we've studied this shit. We are scholars of the dark arts. We and are. The and I would I would never fuck around and I would never like cry wolf with this. Like I'm only gonna tell no. you when it's like real. A hundred percent. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy foxy fellows and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. I have had my coffee today, Julius. I'm ready to say hello to our lovely disco citizens out there. How y'all doing? <laughs> Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry, and this is... Uh, Julia, this week we are talking about 1987's Near Dark. Title of this episode is Sure Was Some Kiss. Oh, tagline, yes, it was. It was. Ooh. And uh, yeah, we'll get to the kissing. Mm-hmm. And the tagline for this movie is, They can only kill you once, but they can terrify you forever. Eh, it's Okay. Uh, okay. This was written by Eric Red and Catherine Bigelow, who also directed the movie. Uh, first off, I would like to mention that the the word vampire never used in this movie. So we assume that they're vampires, but they never actually say those words, which is so interesting. So it could be a different affliction or they could, could be, be other It could be any sorts of things. And as we know, every vampire movie is going to give you different rules, right? Different so mm-hmm. this is the, different, the world they are living in. I have mm-hmm. some alternate universe casting for you. Give it to me. Give it okay. To me. So for Jesse, we could mm-hmm. have had Michael Bean, which would have given this a whole different feeling, right? Because he's so much younger and like such a different vibe. But I would yeah. still buy him as a leader. Yeah. That would be very different. I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. But obviously, okay, because we have uh, Janet Goldstein and Michael Bean coming off of Aliens together, right? Yep. So this makes sense as well. Uh, for Caleb, alternate universe casting, we also could have had D.B. Sweeney. I don't get that one. Kind of an odd choice. He's a fine actor, but no. Uh, or Johnny Why Depp. No? Oh, but Johnny Depp I would buy in a Because you need, you need to be sexy. And I'm sorry, but D.B. Sweeney is not sexy. Johnny Depp is sexy. Wow. Wow. So, do you think so D.B. Sweeney people- is sexy? I personally don't, but I know a lot of people who do. <laughs> I was like just that. talking about him recently. There's like, but it's okay. But Julia, we never were like, we weren't the girls that necessarily were into the jocks when we were younger either. Do you know right. what I mean though? He's got that like football guy playing like masculine energy. That's why he's so great in the cutting edge. A movie mm-hmm. that of course I love. Topic. Yes. Right. Um, Topic. But um, <laughs> so there's people who are into him from that, but he's just not, he's not my type, but I can see how people are attracted to him. Okay. But Johnny Depp is super sexy. He would be great, but he also already feels like he could be a vampire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, so I feel like going with like how they how they ended up going. I think. No, I think Adrian Pazar is is great in this, and I think uh, everybody's really uh, really good. I feel like this is a pretty solid cast, um, mm-hmm. and the little the little hookups like you know you have the Jeanette Goldstein and Bill Paxton and Lance Hendrickson and you know like you have all of this aliens folks but then we also have uh Adrian Pazdar and James LaGrosse are in Solar Babies together so like these are like these little weird 80s clicks that come together in this movie that make me very happy and I love little Joshua John Miller like this oh my god really 
We're going to yeah, talk about, we're going to talk about him. We're going to be talking about him. Oh my God. This cast is super stacked though. Like yeah, the talent is. is definitely there. And like Catherine Bigelow is kills this. So anyway, can already I tell I, how I feel about this? I loved it. I can tell well, you that right I now. I mean, there's, I, mean, I think it's interesting because you have this, you know, very varied cast of characters that you have to believe are like this ragtag bunch of vampires on the run, which I buy from every single person there. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. also we don't really ever get anybody's backstory, really. Like we don't know where, how, you know, we get a little bit of how old they are, a little bit where they come from, a little bit, but it's not nice. really like, like one sentence here or there. Like I, I fought in a war against the South. Like you get from right. like Jess, you're like, okay, well, he's been a vamp or whatever we want to call him, the uh, turned back in those days. Okay, great. Right. And we know Homer's really old and he's stuck in the body of the boy and like that's a whole thing. And this is, you know, going on, uh, you know, but uh, I think it's okay. Like I d- in some movies, it would bother me that I don't get the backstory that I'm like, why are they together? How, why these people? How do they, you know, they're, but you don't get but the you only stories really we get it. is how they're together when they turned. Yeah. Right. So we get like, you know, like that May and, you know, Josh was like she was tutoring him or whatever. And like, you know, how we got how they how they killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we open with a meet cute. We are uh, in the middle of Oklahoma and May and Caleb have a little ice cream chat, which is fucking adorable. It made me think about usually because it's very I thought about it, I know what you need. Uh, yeah. You know, a lady standing out there with her little ice cream cone. And what could like, be she's not really, cuter than like, a meat cute with ice cream? And she's not really licking the cone. She's kind of, no. you know, putting it to the side, but she's not really eating that cone, you notice. Yeah, I I could never be quite clear in that movie about this because I feel like they eat and drink, but then I don't know if they do. And when he, I know he spits out the candy bar later, but I don't remember, do, do we see them drink anything else? Just blood. Or eat anything even, else. even when they get, try to get served booze, like they don't take it. Um, well, well, then it makes sense for her to eat something else, right? That's not going to melt all over her hands if people notice she's not eating it. Just get like a but candy it's not bar melting. She's just like moving it around. Like it looks like she's just licking the side of it and just moving it around. And, he, you know, it's enticing. She knows it looks sexy. Yeah, she's and sexy. He, mm-hmm, and he's like, can I have a bite? And she, you know, like straight up. It's like one of his first things he says to her. So uh-huh. it's working. Yeah, I would give him a bite for sure. 100%. So they have a little like, let's go out for a ride and just kind of hang out for a bit. Uh, And she seems into it and they go out. He wants to show her his horse, but the horse freaks out when they get there because she is not natural. She also tells him, I don't like surprises, dude. Like, don't take me to someplace I don't know yet because like there's some things you don't understand about me. But he seems really perplexed by that. He's really not getting it. And it's getting later and later and later. She's like, I need to get home. Like, you need to get me home. He's like, oh, what? Your dad's going to be mad if I get you home too late. Like, if it's, you know, she's like, yeah, I didn't realize it's almost dawn, though. Like, I need to get home. Like, we've been out all night together. Like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. So they're racing to get her home and she's getting more and more frantic. Uh, and he pulls. Uh, uh, this move is such a dick move. And I wish this that he didn't pull. Up. I know that this is fucked up. Yeah, I'm like, in my I really, notes, real I really. Big. I really wish the scene wasn't here because it makes me not like Caleb. And I, I want to like him. And this movie, like, hmm. I don't know about this. So he says, he turns the car off, says she can't, he's not going to take her home until she kisses him and put the, puts the uh, keys in his shirt. Uh, and she does. And like, she, but it's just, no, this so is creepy. not just put his keys in the shirt. like literally teases her with a key in front of her face. Mm-hmm. This is all like very uh, like uh, trigger warning, kind of rapey, like the yeah. vibe that he's giving right now. Like basically I'm not going to take you home unless you put out right. is kind of what he says to her, like, or base, you know, is kind of the idea. And it's like, no dude, like, the woman already said she needs to get home, take her home. But mm-hmm. this was also 1985. So here we are. So, so or 86. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 87. But I, I don't mm-hmm. know here. So she does. She bites him here. And I'm not sure if it's a 
she kind of likes that he does this and she likes him enough to want him to be a vampire with her or if this is like a fuck you. And it doesn't seem to be a fuck you. It seems to be like, oh, I'm into it. It looked is- like she got overwhelmed, like she was hot and bothered because they were making out and the kiss got real good while they were kissing, kissing. And then she gets into that neck. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just she couldn't like help herself. I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't sure either about the motivation in that moment either. It seemed like, uh, like she was into it. I was like, oh, she liked him playing with her, but she also needs to get the fuck home. Right. Um, so she, he says, sure was some kiss because he has blood on his neck. Uh, he starts to feel the effects almost immediately mm-hmm. of being bitten and is trying to get home, but the sun is burning him and he is smoking. And the sun is burning because his truck wouldn't turn over when he went to start his car, even though he had the keys, it wouldn't start. So he's right. running home and he's like, yeah, he's not feeling good. He's looking bad. He's sweating really bad. Um, uh, I shout yeah. out to Pazdar for playing. I'm really fucking sick and I don't know why for a good portion of this movie. And I buy it. <laughs> yeah, he looks bad. It's like, you know, when you're at the party, you know, and someone takes the wrong drugs. Anyway. Um, but, he also, no. <laughs> but he also looks pretty hot during most of it where he's got like black stuff on his face. And I'm like, oh, kind of like that. That's because you like a beat up face, Julia. You like, a, you like a black eye. That's why you like that part. I was not <laughs> into the dark sunken eye situation he had there. Okay. So you, that was for you. Thank but you. um and he was also real sweaty and i was just like oh he just looks like he needs like he looks like a junkie who's like going through withdrawals basically yeah. no, like a does. good amount of the movie yeah for sure he uh, does he totally does yeah. uh, yeah. but they come they come and get him in the camper uh he's just about to get home and his his dad and little sister see him be kidnapped in this camper where they, they shove him scooped in up yep uh and they were going to uh they're going to kill him bell paxton's just right on he's like all right let's kill him yeah so the whole crew, but May is like, no, no, no. Like, basically, she's like, I like him. Like, I turned him. Like, and she basically tells them, like, yeah, I bit him. And he hasn't had any blood. And like, I didn't, I didn't drain him. I didn't bleak him. I drink him dry. Okay, so I bleed bit him. him, but I didn't, I bit, I bit him, but I didn't bleed him. This is, right. this is the rules of this universe. And I go, okay, right. interesting. Usually it's a blood exchange thing, but okay. But then it also, sometimes it's like this where it doesn't really count until you've drank blood as yourself as a vampire. So I right. think there's part of that with this as well so now that they know he's turned then they kind of have to leave him alone so they say they're going to give him a week trial period which seems to generous see if he can fit in with the gang that is pretty generous instead of killing him right away um but dad of course is going to call the sheriff they're going to be super effectual you know just kidding they're not yeah. um they're they basically are like yeah dude we'll, we'll look into it we'll see what we can do if we can find him and they're not being active about it so you get right away the cops are probably not going to be super helpful in this movie no, are they? Are they ever? Very rarely. Yeah. Unless the movie's about cops, and then usually they're, they're pretty, pretty, pretty handy. Yeah, but definitely not in a horror movie. They're definitely not going to help you. So definitely now not we in this movie. The- when there's a supernatural uh-huh. element and they're like small time, like town cops, there's usually a problem. Oh yeah, they're never going to be able to defeat it. Whatever it is, correct. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, they Caleb gets to meet the whole gang. He meets uh, Severin, Diamondback, Homer, and Jesse. Like the whole crew. They all of, look so fucking cool. Band. They do. They look so awesome, especially really dirty in this movie. No, they do. I I appreciate the the sleaziness to this where they they just look filthy and like they don't give a fuck about humanity. And Jeanette Goldstein's hair is so amazing. And like Joshua Miller is the coolest kid of all time who goes around. I could never smoke a cigarette looking as cool as that kid ever in my life. He looks so (laughs) badass. I honestly want a Homer spinoff. Like I was like, I would kind of just want to see that movie. Just have him be the main character. And like, what is that movie? 
That's because that kid chews the scenery. Like yeah, he, he knows, does. like he he truly does anytime he's in anything. Um, and he's really fun to watch. But that you get the dynamic the power dynamics of this team right away as you get the introductions with them. So Jesse's the ringleader, um, and Severin's kind of like the 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 ball buster. And so, and then, you know, Diamondbacks basically with Jesse, and she's just there to also be badass and you know, so here we are stuck on this on this in this dark van that they have to ride around in her R V. And, and we're living in we're living in a universe where uh, vampires can just put a slit in the front window to see through during the day, and they're fine. Let me just point that out. It's an unusual. Yeah. It's an unusual. I mean, they're they're going hard, and I'm like, okay, you gotta let it go. They're just going for something. I'm, and I remember the first time watching this, and that really bothered me. And this time, I'm like, no, it's fine. Just let that go. We're fine. Yeah, I was like the science though, but actually, but actually, yeah. if you're trying to get no sunlight in, you need a little bit more than what they're doing. But they're doing what they got to do. Um, that's why they look all dirty and burnt up a little bit too, because they get a little crispy sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, because the sun does get through some of their um, their cutouts. So anyway, Caleb's dad and his sister are trying to you know figure out where he's at and trying to find him, but uh, he's in, now in this life and he's trying to figure out who he is and what's wrong with him. Um, and he tries and they're to leave. All very, they're all very cagey. No one just comes out and tells him what the deal is. That bothers me about them. They just tell him, oh, you're a vampire now. And you're going to have to kill people and here are the rules. Like the the fact that they're very mysterious, even, and it makes me, May is the like the worst offender. I'm like, May, mm-hmm. it's your fucking fault. Tell him what the deal is. Like you're his mentor now. You have but to like leave like him. She's turned anyone yet, right? From what it right. sounds like. No. So she's only just fed and she's never turned anybody yet. Because the last time somebody did that was like, Homer had turned her, but she it sounds like she hadn't turned anyone else. Right. So and, but Homer's really jealous like, because yes. they were together, kind of, and now. Not really, but like, uh, I mean, they were bound ne- together. Yeah. yeah, but nebulous, nebulous. We know Homer's a bit of a perv, so I can't really say. They leave that kind of off screen to your imagination, which we won't imagine nope, at all. No, nope, I'm good. We will not. And they will steal a car and burn the RV uh, because they know that people are looking for them in the RV, so they find this like, uh, woody wagon, wagon. Yeah. we get a theater we showing aliens did you oh yeah i had I used to oh. ride in the back all the time i remember riding like the reverse yeah in in the way back uh-huh in the way way uh-huh. back uh-huh Aww, uh, nice. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh there's a, a theater showing aliens which is like nice little nod nod wink wink uh so he caleb tries to get back home he goes to the bus station but he's three dollars short and the guy won't sell him a fucking ticket that yeah, that jerk. Of course so not, he, because he looks terrible. He looks like a junkie trying to get home. He does not look good. He's sweating as we talked about. His eyes are all black. Three dollars. It's not like he's gonna go off and buy junk with it. Like he's just gonna get home. Well, they're also like thinking about the people on the bus and like there's there's a whole anyway. He's yeah. a gatekeeper, but then a cop, of course, sees him as he goes like tries to eat some candy, but he can't eat the candy because it doesn't satisfy what he's thirsty for right now. Mm-hmm. So the cop eventually gives him the $3 and tells him to get, ho- get home and be a good boy. Uh, mm-hmm. And he gets on the bus and almost immediately has to get off the bus because he is incredibly sick. So he's just staggering his way home for what it seems like years. This poor man just and trying to get home. at the mouth and just like he looks so bad. Um, but his determination to get home is, uh, is laudable because he is a, a one track mind. He's just got to get home. 
very admirable, but you realize he's probably couldn't leave because May told him when he tried to leave, she's like, yeah, good luck. We're not going to make it very far because you realize they're like actually kind of tethered together at this moment, it seems like, because of the spell or whatever, however this works. Yeah, um, but t- tell us how it works. <laughs> it won't. They're not, never going to tell you, Julia. No, so. I know they won't. Uh, you know, but I'm, you know, I've always liked to know the why of things. Like they, that I was, it pleases me. And I feel like in a vampire movie, when your rules are slightly different, then I go, okay, we'll expand on that. Let me know what exactly the deal is. How about mirrors? How about garlic? Or, you know, nothing. We're just going to go along. Well, we know burning from the sunshine and we, we know now do. that May can actually feed him a little bit. So she gets, she opens her wrist for him and feeds him uh, when he makes it back there. Um, and he drinks the blood and he feels a little bit better. And she's like, listen to the night, listen to the sky, listen to all this stuff. Similar to a conversation they had before she turned him. Um, but now he's hearing with different ears and eyes and, you know, with this vamp- this vampire style life. Um, and then she- dad, uh-huh, go on. No, please. Um, and then the next morning, dad wakes from a nightmare and Sarah also too, they're having nightmares. So there's something connected with the family where they're having nightmares about what's going on. And I'm wondering if they're having similar like vampire nightmares and dreams and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, uh, she tells him that he's got to figure out the way that he he wants to kill. Just don't think of it as killing. Just figure out your deal. Because we know May uses like the honey trap kind of deal. Uh, we see Homer's ploy where he has a bicycle that's bent and he lays down beside it and waits for people to come help him as a hurt kid. Very nice. Uh, and then we get Paxton picking up ladies hitchhiking and just like they are into it. And I was like, yeah. I would too. He looks so hot. I was like, oh no. I would totally get vampired because like like he would be like, hey, girl, are you driving around? Where are you going? I want to hang out with you. And I'd be like, OK, yeah, like he looks so handsome and he's just like charming as hell. You're like, I don't care if you're kind of sleazy I, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. I Bill Paxton, you know, he always does. But just you know, chew in scenery left and right in this movie. Can you outshine this man? You cannot. He's such a star. I Like, isn't he on the one on the cover? Like, he's like, I think yeah. the one they used to like sell the movie. And I'm just like. Because, like, even though he's not necessarily the the lead, he's one of part of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the thing you probably remember the most at the end of the movie. Like, he's so yeah. he's so good, mm-hmm. definitely. And so uh, Jesse and Diamondback have a scene with two 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 carjackers who come in to carjack them, and they're having fun with them because they don't know what they've done. The carjackers have chosen the incorrect mark, so we, so to speak. Yes. And these guys are like, oh, you got trying to threaten them. And they're just like, okay, kids. Yeah you, yeah, you definitely brought like a knife to the gunfight. Like you have no idea what you're yeah, up against. There, you are now dinner. Thank you very much. Uh, so Caleb like, they didn't May- have to go anywhere. They didn't have to go like hunt. No. They're like, oh, we didn't have to go hunting tonight? Yeah, came dinner to came us. to us. <laughs> Perfect. We ordered in. Honey, Uh, I ordered in. (laughs) (laughs) So Caleb and May end up with a truck driver and she is trying to goad him into biting him, that this is going to be his first kill and he can't do it. So May does it. So so he can't, he cannot overcome his humanity in in order to kill. Uh, But she also hasn't explained to him that you're a vampire. So things are confusing. Getting into a bar scene, the bar scene. This scene is fucking fun. This bar massacre is fantastic. This is the scene we came to this movie for. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is the scene I can't. I wanted to see. This is exactly it. So you know, they've given Caleb an ultimatum. They're like, dude, you're fucking it up. We know we gave you a full week, but like, you need to kill somebody because you can't keep feeding off a of May. Because this last time, she keeps you know 
feeding and then sharing with him. But he gets overzealous the last time when he's trying to like suck this blood off of her. And she's like, you can't drain me like that. Like, that's never going to work. Like, you have to learn to feed yourself, dude. Like, I can't keep Uh like mama, mama birding you, you know, basically is what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And so they set up a whole scene in this bar and are about to take over this whole bar. Yeah, just they were like, okay, how many patrons are here? Good, we got dinner on on the table, and just let Bill wind up Bill Paxton, let him go. So he has the spurs on his boots that he uses as as a like a razor to slit throats, and he's just having the best dancing time. on the bar and slitting yeah. throats. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I had mm-hmm. forgotten that James Lagrosse was in this movie, and then I saw him and I went, oh. James Lagrosse. <laughs> I really like him. I've always liked him. There's something about his little face that I really, really enjoy. So I saw him and got very excited. And he has no lines in this movie. But like, I mean, he's like a character of importance, but no yeah. lines. He just looks scared. I didn't really, yeah, he didn't really say anything. You're right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. But we, we uh, see you, James Lagrosse. We see you. We Shout out. You. Um, so yeah, so the bartender even tries to like shoot back and like, you know, at these guys, he has a gun behind the bar, but it's pointless. These guys are, they can take bullets and they're going to be fine. They they will regenerate or be, or heal and they're, they're totally going to be fine. Um, but I like that they can get kind of messed up and banged up though, before they're going to heal ultimately, mm-hmm. um, in the midst of everything that's going on. So like, they're going to take the shot and it looks like they're shot shot, but they're not going to have that full effect of it. Yeah, and I, I love that this is the gang at their best having fun, that they really have fun with it and they haven't gotten to a place where it's just boring yet, right? Like they're just like having, playing with their food, but it's kind of this, like, this is the fun part of it. Like well, we don't just- If you're yeah. a hunting creature, you probably enjoy part of the hunt, you know what I mean though? So it's like, like watching Bill Paxton talk to the guy by the jukebox or whatever he's doing, and then he squeezes the guy's head, but takes his sunglasses off first because he's going to do it with style. Yeah. And that move that he does, it's like this twist- flip move to throw the sunglasses on his face you're just like what this choreography that you're doing right now bill paxton (laughs) and then slowly like looks like he's dancing with the guy almost just squeezes the guy's head in and just breaks the guy's neck like a gentle gentle little friend Mm -hmm. um it's gorgeous um so they tell him then he feeds on the guy he's like but i hate it when they're not shaved and i just love those little (laughs) details do you know what i mean it's like the little 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 carving on these lines that he does you're just like i i will i would almost guarantee you that that line was not in the script and that he just said that because it's just uh, it's fantastic though it was Uh, based on the guy that got cast do you know what i mean though like if they'd had a guy who didn't have a full beard like that like it would have been a different scene yeah yeah amazing i love you bill paxton um my bill paxton story if we can uh a slight tangent uh we showed um alien at the New Beverly when I worked there, Jeanette Goldstein was there and, and I was getting a picture with her and Bill Paxton, I, I was getting a picture with her and all I knew was that somebody jumped right next to me and stuck their face like right in my face and like jumped in our picture. And I was like, what? And then I looked over and it was Bill Paxton who had just like jumped and photobombed into our picture. And so the, there's there's a couple of pictures and there's one of me like looking forward and looking confused, looking up at him. There's like putting together what's happening in my brain. And it's, it's pretty amazing. So he photobombed oh. us. He was very sweet. Oh, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. That's amazing. That's the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, um, it was really sweet. It was really silly. I like when people are silly. So yes. they end up saying, James LaGrosse is yours, Caleb. We've saved this guy for you. Uh, but James LaGrosse jumps out of the window. They end up having a chase scene and he lets him go. He can't do it. And so that's like, his Caleb, downfall I mean, he, because he just knows as having him in his hands, like yeah. he's in his like clutches. Oh, no, and he does talk because he says, he says, uh-huh, wait, please. please. 
Yeah, he says, wait, please. And then, um, like, please don't kill me, basically. That's his only line. And then it's interesting because they pan up. And I love, like, if you're looking at, you know, any horror movie, read the signs that are in the background because they're usually yeah. telling you some clue in the scene. And it says, because clean hay pays is the yeah. sign on the on the truck behind um, this, you know, James as he runs away. And mm-hmm. so you're like, oh, you get that the moral code is being reinforced again that Caleb has. Like, he's like, I can't be a murderous eater. Like, I just, I won't do it. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it, but that's the downfall of this entire movie. If he had just killed him, none of the, they would have been fine. And it's always those hinging moments where he, you know, because you can see as the other characters, his flaw, his weakness, right, was their downfall. If he was just been able to be strong enough, but he feels he is being strong because he's able to resist this animal side of his nature, right? Right. So they have different moral moral things. It's a very sliding doors moment, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're racing the sun and they're racing the law because they all realize they're like, hey, that guy can ID all of us. He knows what vehicle we're driving. Like they, you know, because they'd burn down the, the bar and stuff, but it doesn't matter um, because this guy is out there and knows who they are. So they end up running and finally you know, tr- trying to race the sun. So they do have to find a stop. So they end up um, hopping into this motel and asking for a bungalow at this little motel. So it's a little standalone building. Um, and this, of course, the, the motel keeper is real slow, which is not helpful as they're trying to race the sun mm-hmm. um, and not get burnt up in the morning. Um, so they do find their way into the into the spot um, when they're sleeping and they get aroused and woken up by the police and James LaGrosse has turned them in. And so the, now they ha- have to have a shootout. Uh, P- Bill Faxon pulls his, the curtain back to see what's going on and gets his face burned. Uh, and Caleb runs out be- to get, the- he gets to a point, I think, where he's just like, fuck it. If, if I die, it's fine. Like he, he doesn't want to live like this. So he knows that he has really, really let them down. Like really, this is his fault. So what can he do to make it up to them? So he decides to run out of the, of the place into the sun with a blanket over him and get to the van so he can drive them into the motel and get them which he does and now that now he's redeemed they have he has saved their lives and so he is back in good grace yeah it's a really it was interesting how fast they flipped right there though i was like really i was like they're still not like yes he helped get them away but also like he's the one he's the reason why you had to get away so i was surprised at how quick they were to like bring him back on um or just like i feel like they would have just shunned him then like somehow again but Mm -hmm. They're, they seem to be happy that he helped them. So, I like how much aluminum foil looms large in the legend of this vampire gang. So much aluminum foil usage. I really enjoy that. I mean, I, I it's creative, creative. I, I I appreciate that. Great paint foil, like they're just they're very DIY. These, these they foils, are right. It's they're because very they punk aren't rock. like because they aren't fancy vampires. Usually, when you watch a vampire movie, there's like there's some layer or some like beautiful like right. mansion or there's some money or there's somebody who's like old vamp who's been around a long time who's just uh, you know amassed a fortune somewhere and so there's a way for them you know um anyway i, I don't know i guess it seemed to me like it, it this could possibly take place in the same universe as lost boys and yes. these people are just dirtier and p- more punk rock than they are because even though you which know there's a lot <laughs> which is a lot right because the lost boys are pretty punk rock but they're also yeah. kind of glamorous and beautiful and like even yeah. though you know, Jenny Wright and Jeanette Goldstein are like stunning, but there's also this kind of filthiness to them, which is which is a whole different vibe, and I, I enjoy it. Yeah, um, it, it, they are, and so we ha- find out. Yes, the Jesse fought for the South, so we know how old they are. Homer, by coincidence, runs into Sarah, Caleb's brother or sister, and they are out looking for him, and they have a chance meeting. And Homer sees her, and his eyes light up, and he goes, "Oh, she's my next one." 
it's an unfortunate meet cute where she's, you know, this she's a precocious little one, little girl, and she's product placement moment out by a Coca Cola machine at the motel. So they happen to be staying in the same motel that they have run into. Um, because dad got a lead about where he was at finally from the police. Um, and so he's in the right area at least to find them. Well, I mean, creepy undercurrents aside, and we will leave them aside. I think Homer has the right idea here. If you're an old man stuck in a young boy's body, being with a young uh, old woman stuck in a young woman's body, like that kind of makes sense more than may would make sense. Yeah. At least, at least aesthetically, right? Like that would make Mm -hmm. more sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's creepy, but you know, we're just going to leave that go. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Homer's speech about wanting Sarah is like, he's got the tears in his eyes. Joshua Miller is giving it all in that moment. I need more Joshua Miller in my life. I always have. I've always thought he was fantastic. And here I am shouting him out. You're a fantastic Joshua Miller. I adore you. His his little monologue about chewing. Like, it's like, I, he's like, I chewed on May and she chewed on you. Now I'm going to chew on your sister. I was just like, Ooh, the like rationale of like, Hey, but but then also forward. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a happy ending for everybody because then he gets to be with his sister and know that she's okay, even though it's this, you know, fucked up circumstances. I'm sure dad's going to get killed, but, you know, he gets to save his sister. Yeah, Terry says not no. like okay. not like this. <laughs> I don't know. I think I actually think dad would be a pretty good uh, addition to their team as well, damn, because he's a veterinarian. He would probably he be seems, better than a lot of the other than yeah. He seems yes. organized, right? And like I feel like he would be a this good addition. Group just does not want to be organized. That's the problem. Is this is when you have a ragtag punk band? Yeah, you don't want a, the accountant to join the band. Do you know what I mean? Though, like, gotcha. That's the vibe, and so I don't think it would work out <laughs> as beautifully as you think. I think it's like trying to herd cats, and then like you know, you have a, do- a group of dogs that come in. That's what yeah. What it feels I don't know like if I'm. If, I don't know if I could be in that group because I feel like I'm too I'm too uppity. They'd be like, chill out. Like, what is our plan for the next three weeks, guys? No, they would be 100%, Julia. They'd be like, calm the fuck down. We're punk rock. We don't make those kinds of plans. Yeah, I would have to learn to live a different life. Uh, So dad ends up shooting Jesse. And Jesse, in this, this is a very fucking badass little moment, coughs the bullet back up and puts it in his hand. Pretty fucking, pretty fucking nice trick. I like that. Good job. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. That's a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. Because even like, like, you know, Caleb's trying to warn his dad. He's like, dad, dude, your gun's not going to work here. And the dad doesn't get it, still doesn't get it. And then when that happens, it's like, oh, okay. Son, you were right. Uh, But again, this is, this is, is, you know, he does tell him that the gun's not going to work. But again, this is like, dad, they're vampires. They're supernatural. Like, just tell him straight out. It's this kind of dancing around everything. they're not going to believe it. That's why you can't just tell somebody that it breaks the brain. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would believe you. Mm, If I walked into a room, no, seriously, Terry, if I walked into a room and you were being held by somebody and they were like, they're a fucking vampire. I'd be like, okay. And I would like, I would, I would believe you. Would you not believe Uh, me? No, I would believe you, but I'm just saying that's because we've studied this shit. We are scholars of the dark arts. We are. And I would, I would never (laughs) fuck around and I would never like cry wolf with this. Like, I'm only going to tell you when it's like real. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. But that's not everybody in the world. Most people, their brains would break and they would not understand it. And they think you're lying or bullshitting or playing a game. Yeah, and so you can't say that during this kind of when the stakes are this high. Literally. Uh, uh, uh. So <laughs> little girl Sarah um, and Caleb kind of like figure out like she's like, oh, if I open this door, like that, that's going to do some damage. So she gets finds a way to escape from the clutches of, of little homer and is able to open up the freaking front the door of their motel and the light comes flooding in and the vamps get a little crispy crispy town and they are out of there 
Yeah. So Caleb goes back with the dad and Sarah. We have some delicious shirtless Caleb. I mean, oh, he looks hot right here. Yum. It's pretty good. So he's on. He asks his dad, who's a veterinarian, like, hey, dad, can you give me a transfusion? Like, that's going to solve these things. And there's, mm-hmm. dad's kind of like, uh, we, we don't know. But then all of a sudden he's on that, that, that uh, the vet bed. So it's just basically a metal table out in the barn and he's going to get transfused. Mm-hmm. And it works. Never what? in my life <laughs> have I seen a vampire not be a vampire anymore or turned back. That's why we don't actually call them vampires, I guess, because we don't actually know because whatever this is, yeah. they are able to turn them back with the transfusion if they had only known and had the help of a medical doctor. Yeah. I mean, I wish that they would offer this to everybody in the gang. I wish that it wasn't. It feels a little simple to me. Where I'm like, oh, oh, a one blood transfusion and we're, and we're good. It yeah. Was too easy. It's too easy. I'm like, it needs to be a harder process to turn back. This seemed, but honestly, I mean, he turned from one tiny little nip. So this universe is going in a whole different direction. So May comes to see him uh, and he wants to stay. He doesn't want to go back on the road with these crazy fucking people, understandably. Uh, but they Even take Sarah. Forever, he's like, I don't want to live forever like that. Yeah. <laughs> understandably, man. I think I think I could aim a little higher with my immortality than like yeah. roughing around in a van. In a van. Uh, I think I could work a little higher on that. So uh, they take Sarah, they slash his tires. And so he ends up riding, galloping very nobly away on his horse to go save his sister. On the um, motor transportation lab is his good old horse. Yeah, That's right. So he rides to find her, find Sarah. And he's, you know, eventually runs into Severin. Um, it's like a very Wild West moment where they're kind of in the middle of the town. It's all dark, it's the middle of the night, you know. And, you know, of course, the the road has beautifully been uh, hosed down because you've got to have that for a beautiful action scene when you film Definitely. it. Definitely. It's gorgeous. The lights are bouncing off gorgeously. Um, I love the framing in this shot. I think it's just really this this part, I think, is just really, really beautiful as well. It's a nice juxtaposition from the bar scene earlier, which is kind of overcrowded where everything you know, mm-hmm. there's so much going on, like between the broken glass and all the stuff in there to this very stark landscape in this scene. And you really get to see the details of like the fight between these two guys right here. Yeah. So there end up being this truck fight where Severin's on the, he runs him over, but then he's up on the hood and like pulling wires out of the front of the truck. And we end up with a okay, truck. When Bill Paxton reaches his hand and just dips into the freaking and breaks through the freaking hood of that car and starts pulling shit out of there. And you know, that truck is not going to last longer. No. Beautiful moment. But he's one of my favorite kind of movie psychos is the kind where you beat him up and he laughs where you choke yes. him and he laughs, like that yes. kind of psycho, where I'm like, oh, you're having such a good time. Even when somebody's fucking choking you, you're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Especially <laughs> when someone's choking him, he <laughs> loves it. So anywho's, <laughs> um, but of course we got this beautiful exposition earlier in the movie. I was like, oh, this is where this comes in now. When they had been talking to the truck driver, when May had been trying to set up Caleb to like take down this truck driver earlier, he told him exactly how to basically disarm a big rig truck and how not to, like, this will kill, kill the driver and everything in Instantly, it'll make it all explode basically and he's like okay then that knowledge comes in handy right now at this point thank you truck driver too bad we killed you but thank, thank you, you for your knowledge mm-hmm. uh, but yes we know that fire will do it and so uh r.i.p severin 
exploded quite nicely. Uh, so he gets Sarah and runs away. Uh, but we and and May is helping her as well. So like May is now on Team Caleb and trying to help him get away instead of helping him stay, uh, and ends up jo- jumping out the back window. And then Homer runs out after them and catches on fire. So sad, his little face on fire because he really still loves May and he's sad to see her run away. So it's like this whole chain pulling them forward. And so Diamondback and Jesse are kind of like, well, we had a good run, fella, right? Because the sun is definitely up and they don't have much time and they don't have enough to black out the windows in this car and they don't mm-hmm. have enough energy or time. So I like that. I like that. Her... Driving to the sunrise instead of driving yeah. into the sunset. Yeah, they are. Uh, and I like that her her last word, Diamondback, that Diamondback's last words are fun times as they're about to explode. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That, 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 that's the ultimate punk rock. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to die now awesome just really cool so they, they explode as well uh they gave may a transfusion and she's back to normal big happy ending yeah but she seems so enamored with living forever and i just feel kind of bad for her because i felt like she probably would have found a better way than just this punk rock way with these people it, but yeah did he give hard. her a choice he didn't that's the other thing where i was like at the beginning of the movie either it still feels like he forced what he thought she needed on her versus asking mm-hmm. her about what she wanted yeah, but I mean, she forced a vampirism on him and didn't ask him. True. So it's a it's a complicated relationship. Although they do seem to care for each other very much in the movie, mm-hmm. but you know, vampire love. Um, will you give me some gore factor? Oh my god, I would love to gore you. Okay. Um, oh we have yeah, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Or five, run for the barf bag. We give this one a four. Um, it's pretty gory. There's a lot of good fun things in that, um, especially in that big old bar fight. I think that's where you're going to get your a big, uh, big amount of goring um, happening. But uh, yeah, there's mostly a lot of crispy critters. So not necessarily a lot of blood, but a lot of crispy crispies. So for our movie ratings, we have zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastic oracle. I give Near Dark a four. Uh, I... There is, I've, and I, and I've, I've seen this movie several times and I feel this way every time that I, I go in wanting to love it so much. And there are so many things about this movie I really do love, but mm-hmm. there's something just not quite there for me. And I can't ever really place what it is because I really enjoy all of the performances. And I think it's a fun concept of you have this like ragtag gang of vampires. I think it's really cool. Um, I don't know if it's the, like the very, strange like oh blood transfusion aluminum foil kind of that bit of it i'm not really sure it's and that. so it's what it's one of those i guess it's just one of those things for me like i really really want to like this movie a little bit more than i do and it's not that i don't like it it's just not like yeah it's the best kind of to me yeah i also gave it a four as well and similar rationale honestly i think part of it was just like that that moment from the beginning where i was just like oh this is really fucked up him playing the thing with the keys so they both kind of play each other so maybe that's probably why they're made for each other but I, I also for me, it was just that ending too of just like, OK, like this whole time, all these people probably could have had transfusions and they could have like saved all these lives from being murdered. This feels like they, there could have been a better way. Anyway, that's my yeah, only I caveat guess- for that. But I loved like so much about this movie. Fucking Bill Paxton. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. what a revelation. I was like this. I was like, this is partly why you're a movie star like this. This seeing you do these scenes like if i i would just watch those scenes like that bar scene like 10 times in a row it's so good and again joshua miller what a what a fucking superstar he is as well so i you know i guess i feel like the the blood transfusions feels a little lazy to me i feel like 
Catherine Bigelow is smarter than that moment. And I, cause I think she's a very, very smart right lady and a fantastic filmmaker. Um, but, I, but again, I think you're right in that you've never seen a vampire turn back. And I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting, but I don't feel like it's used in, like the, in, in the way that it could be used. I feel like there's a better way to do that. I just feel like there'd be another price to pay if you do that. Do you know what I right. mean? Like there's something that you have, I feel like you'd have to owe the like gods or some, some, you know, some other piece mm-hmm. that would make that cl- like click and just soar, right? Like well, some other sure. thing that you kind of have to give up for that. Agreed. So they didn't have to sacrifice as much as like, like even though they're French, like, their friends all burned up, but. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about sacrifice and vampires more next week because we are just going from vampire to vampire, even though they don't say vampire in this movie. Maybe there, you know, there's a different word for it. We're just going for it. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about thirst. Oh yeah. So, so we're going, we're going vampire double back to back goodness. Go and they Korea, will be very, so. very different films. But I love that about vampires is that vampires can be in all sorts of stories. Well, also just around the world. So we're going, you know, mm-hmm. like from from different countries as well. So I'm, I'm very excited about this one, Julia. So in the meantime, folks, let us know what you guys think about Near Dark and what you think about the the, the, the crazy twist ending. Um, you can t- talk to us on the internets. We're on there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, 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 Patreon, at our Teespring store. You can get some merch. We also appreciate if you leave us some reviews on whatever platform you're listening we thank you so much we'll see you again next week because i'm thirsty are you i'm thirsty too we're thirsty girls i know some thirst next week okay okay bye thank you for listening horror movie survival guide is independently produced by terry gamble julia marchesi and sierra ryan hey that's me if you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide.